Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. Welcome back to the Run Dot Down post game show here on the Strickland YouTube channel. If you're listening to this today after Strickland Podcast Network, Knicks lose game one at home 108 to 101. Uh, rough game by the Knicks. Um, to say the least, we will talk about all of the things that went wrong. Um, game two will be on Tuesday, so hopefully the Knicks can bounce back. Um, yeah, Knicks kind of started the game getting punched in the mouth early by Gabe Vincent scoring, like, what was it, eight points? He scored eight. eight. He scored eight points in, like, the first couple minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, between him... And then Kyle Lowry finishing up, finishing the game uh, on us. It was really rough for Knicks guards. Um, yesterday at the um, Strickland Live um, round two preview, we kind of discussed um, our concerns with Dylan Brunson, um, you know, dealing with um, Gabe Vincent and Kyle Lowry. IQ was mainly on Kyle Lowry to end the game today. Um, but, yeah, I mean – Everything that could have went wrong for the Knicks kind of went wrong in the most extreme ways. Um, couldn't hit a three to save their lives. Obi Toppin was the Knicks' best three-point shooter tonight, hitting four of 11 threes. Jalen Brunson went 0 for 7. Josh Hart 0 for 4. Quickly 1 for 4. Grimes 1 for 3. And R.J. Barrett 1 for 5 from 3. Um, and in a game that you lose by 7 points, missing 8 free throws definitely doesn't help your cause as well. Um. Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of people on on Twitter. They're like, you know, the Knicks are dominating the paint battle. Why continue to shoot threes? Well, you kind of have to if you're going to keep up with a team that keeps making threes at the rate Miami is making them at. Um, you know, they 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 had guys like Jimmy Butler wasn't you know hitting from three, but they had Kevin Love hit two threes, Max Struess hit two, Gabe Vincent hit five, and Kyle Lowry hit three. You're going to have to match them because three is just greater than two and they were going to get more free throws than us. So, you know, you have to keep up in the battle somehow with the threes. Um, the next day just have to do a better job. They got a ton of open looks today. RJ Barrett did a great job of generating a whole bunch of open looks for guys. Jalen Brunson kicked out to open guys because they were building a wall around him. So the Knicks had no choice, but to shoot threes. It's just a matter of them hitting these threes. Um, and we'll talk about, you know, the whole Jimmy Butler thing in a minute. Um, but Therese, your initial thoughts on this game? Uh, we need to hit threes or else this series is going to be over fairly quick. Um, I I don't like – my thoughts come down to mostly like they didn't hit threes and the Heat got an insane whistle, especially in the second half, and they were just able to roll off of that. Meanwhile, the Knicks were getting body blows in the paint and could not get free throws. It's and then the turnovers did not help them at all. Brunson had five, RJ had four. So when you're forcing your two your two ball handlers essentially to have turnovers to that degree, then you're gonna lose a lot of games. And a lot of those were unforced turnovers where it kind of felt like the Knicks were able to build some momentum and then they would turn it over. Um the Nick the Miami he played a really fantastic zone. I think they were able to really stifle what the Knicks wanted to do. And yeah, I just, 
the analysis really just comes down to like make or miss league. And if the Knicks shoot poorly from three, they win this game, but they shot dreadfully from three, which is not ideal. And ultimately it took like Gabe Vincent having 20, Kyle Lowry having 18 to like make that game competitive. So I'm not like panicking yet, but it's also like if the Knicks hit threes, they need like they need to be able to hit threes. And I'm questioning how much Grimes is actually healthy. I think that's my big takeaway from this is how healthy is Grimes really? If he's he already said himself he's not 100%. So what is 100% for Grimes? Because he clearly is trying to he clearly took the game to kind of ease him back in, which I can understand to some degree, but he essentially played like a six minute shift and another four minute shift to spell hard. So I don't know how feasible that's going to be. Um, but yeah, you, you need more. You need more Grimes. I think you could have used a little bit of Deuce as well just to kind of stop Kyle Lowry when he's getting hot in that fourth quarter. I feel like you have your depth. You need to be able to use it. And if you're not using your depth, then what do you have depth for? Like You should not be running eight and running Josh Hart 43 minutes. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the end of the game. So Jimmy Butler gets hurt, um, turns his ankle. Um, you know, the Nick, the 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 Heat kind of just have him standing in the corner, basically doing nothing for most of the game. Um, and the Knicks definitely helped him, you know, get some recovery time as well as they did not attack him at all. Um, RJ. One key play at the end of this game, RJ has Jimmy Butler on him and then calls for a screen. I'm for sorry. For no ha- reason. For no reason. It's Jimmy Butler and he's there with one ankle. And you somehow do not have the courage in yourself as a driver to just drive at Jimmy Butler. Mo- the worst he could do is follow you. Like he is not going to be able to guard you. I don't understand that play, and I don't understand why he was so hesitant to make that decision. And credit to him, he played a really good game, especially on the boards and as a scorer. But, like, in the second half, he faded, and a lot of his fading was due to the fact he was not making the right passes he was making in the first quarter. And he was getting flustered as the ball handler. And that was just encompassing what he um what his second half was like because he just made such a garbage decision down the stretch. And I do not understand why. That was the case. Yeah. Um, the whole team as a whole just like completely faded and they look they look like they lacked poise in that fourth quarter. Um, I mean, the shots, they were all terribly short, terribly short. You have guys airballing shots. Um, it was just it was just a bad second half. Um, they responded well to a couple of the Heat's runs in that second half, but overall, they still looked overall flustered. Um, they lacked that poise that they showed in that first round series. Um, and I don't think it's anything that Miami really did. I just think the Knicks just didn't respond well to not getting calls. Shout out to fucking bum ass Tony brothers. You can choke on one. Um, and them just like not hitting shots that combination of not getting a a whistle and not hitting your shots it's going to ultimately lead to frustration you saw it on the knicks today 
Um, Jalen Brunson got a technical foul. When's the last time you can say you, you Jalen Brunson got a technical foul? That's how you know it was really, um, it was he he was really pissed and really flustered by um, the officiating today. Um, but that doesn't excuse the Knicks for not um, hitting their shots. But that combination of doing both will will do it to this team. Um, and we saw it today. Um, Tuesday is you know as they say, gut check time for this team. Um, we've seen them respond well after losses, um, including after game two when they responded well in game three and game four and then game five to close out the previous series. So we will see how this team responds on game two. Um, maybe even Julius Randle returns, and that gives the team a little bit of a boost um, as he didn't play this game. Um, but, yeah. Yep. Um I think Obi played a good game, but his inability to play in the half court really stood out. Like when he, they had him taking threes because he not, he had nothing else to do offensively. Like they were walling off the paint and they essentially said, you're going to have to beat us with threes and the Knicks going to beat them with threes. And then people got mad when Obi Toppin was taking threes. And it's like, well, what else is he supposed to do when he's on the court? Because if he can't get out of the transition, you try to use him as a cutter. But like, again, they're ignoring him. Um, and they're essentially walling up on Brunson. So, like, if he cuts, even still, if he's cutting, you're just bringing more bodies into the paint. So, I think Obi's inability to really do things off the dribble and as a self-creator kind of showed there. He just does not have a handle. Um, I know he had that play against the Cavs in Game 5, but he just does not have a handle for this team, especially for a swarming defense like that. And... He played his role. He played it the right way. I mean, 18.8 rebounds. He did what he needed to do. But that's where you miss Randall in those moments to kind of, like, break down the defense, get to his spot within, like, that 12 to 15-foot range and cash a three in or be able to draw two to the ball and to kick out to an open shooter and stuff like that or just be able to make those full of threes that other te- other players on the team weren't making. You definitely miss that. And... That doesn't take away from Obito having a really good game, being really active, being the only person who could shoot in this team, aside from just like he was the only person who could shoot in this team because I think the other the other guys went three for twenty-three. So like you can't do much more if you're Obi Toppin. But that does show his um his deficiencies for this team and within the half court. Yeah, I thought he did a much better job in the first half, just like cutting. Um behind the the heat zone and stuff like that um i don't know if there was something schematically if they did something differently or if the knicks just like went away from that it seemed like they just kind of made him stationary in the corner um but yeah i don't know i guess like the knicks were just trying to match their three-point shooting because the heat really started to get hot in that third quarter from three um especially max struce um and maybe the knicks just thought all right we're not going to really try to settle for just twos all the time. Let's try to get into the paint and then get open threes, um, which they did. They get they did get open threes. It's just a matter of knocking them down. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's insane, like, how much this team's shooting has fallen off. Because, like, during the regular season, we weren't typically – we weren't really a we – weren't th- we weren't a great three-point shooting team, but we weren't – We were bad. No, we were bad. Like we, we finished ninth, this we, bad though. We finished nineteenth, but we were bad for like three fourths of the season, really. Like until we got heart, we were a bad, we were just a bad team, and then we just like took off at heart 
a lot of it was standing off at heart and then quickly like having that stretch post all star break. But like, yeah, it, we were a bad shooting team. We are a bad shooting team. And our problem this is this bad, like 21%. I I think you do not, I think you're like forgetting how some of how bad some of our performances were earlier in the season. Like we were, we are a bad shooting team. Like we finished 19th, but like, you're bad. And I don't expect the, the Heat to be good either. And the Heat weren't that good either. They shot 33%, but like, and obviously I'm not saying we're to shoot 21% every night, but like, yeah, we're bad. We're not that good of a shooting team. I didn't think it was this bad though. 21% from th- th- three. And I mean, like overall for the playoffs, we've been like, what, 20, like 26% from three or some shit. Like, like law of averages has to kick in. Like somehow, some way, this team has to like get to like even where they were in the regular season. If they can hit that now, like that's like such a drastic improvement. Yeah, if they could shoot thirty three percent, if they shot like thirty three percent, even they win this game. Like, so they did. They did everything right. Like I don't. That's why I'm like I'm not too bummed about this loss. Honestly, they did everything right. They played really good defense. The problem was they just could not hit threes to save their life. And at some point, it's a math problem, and you need to take threes over twos. And they just only hit seven. If they hit ten, we're not having this conversation because they win the game. Yeah. Yeah. So they built a team where three point shooting isn't the end all be all, which is a good thing. But you still need to have like decent shooting, and you can't have quickly going one for four. You can't have Brunson going. To um over can't have Brunson going over. You can't have Josh Hart going over. You can't have RJ Barrett going one for five. Like if Brunson goes two for seven, and Josh Hart hits one, then like they win the game. So yeah. Oh man, let's see. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of this also just comes down to like Grimes getting more minutes. In these stretches, I, I Dibs loves this RJ Hart thing, but like, man, moments like that at the end of the games where you just like need some type of shooting, get Grimes in, see what he has. Like his defense, I mean, especially like with Jimmy being hobbled, like you don't even need to worry about like Grimes guarding him. Put Grimes on what you call it, Kyle Lowry, if anything, and then have him shoot threes. Like I really. I, I don't get the Grimes thing. I understand, like, if he's not really 100%, but, like, he played, so, like, got to try him. Like, you got to try using uh, him that you have. I I agree, but at the same time, it's also, like, my thing with Grimes is he hasn't been shooting this playoffs at all. He's been rushing his shots. They haven't really been going down either. So, like, I can understand the shooters need to come in, but if the shooters don't shoot, then what do you do? So... That's kind of my takeaway. If the shooters don't shoot, there aren't really a lot of pivots you could go to, and you try to double down. I mean, on- he took three threes in, in what, like what he had like ten minutes tonight. I think he would. I think he was pretty. That's that's better than a lot of his other games this postseason. I think. Um, I just think that if he gets more minutes and you know he's in there just to shoot at the end of the game because he's not going to be guarding Jimmy at that point because Jimmy has one leg. I just think that you got to try something there, like. Because quickly didn't have it tonight either, and we'll talk about him um, very soon. Um, very weird games from quickly these playoffs, by the way. Um, he shook. He look. He looks scared. Yeah, like, he looks nervous. He is rushing his shots. 
he just cannot get um, teeth into the paint. I don't know what's going on with him, but I need him to like feel comfortable, and the Heat are just not making him feel comfortable. They're crowding the ball. They're applying ball pressure to him. Um, they're making it so that he needs to do more as not a self-creator, but he needs to do more as like a passer. Or if he is going to do stuff as self-creator, they're making him do it within the arc instead of outside of the arc, and he is just shook. I don't hate him coming to finish the fourth quarter, but this because like you do need his defense, and I did like his defense against Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry just made a bunch of tough shots. Carly made bullshit tonight. And that free throws was really rough. So like I didn't hate what quickly did, but he needs to find his offense because his defense has been great, but his offense is what's going to win us these games. Definitely. Schwinn has joined us. Schwinn, your thoughts on tonight? Well, not tonight's, but today's game. Uh, I think people are, one, overreacting, which is of course. always the case. Uh, and two, like, I, I think this quickly conversation is really stupid because he's just not being used in – like, this actually reminded me a lot of the game we lost to Miami this season, the one loss we had. Uh, we started that game off okay on offense. I think we were – it might have been tied or something like that at halftime. And the third quarter was a disaster and they made a big push in the fourth and then they ran away from us. Um, in that game, Brunson also had a, he, he, if you look at his Brock score, it looked fine. He had a bad game. I oh, thought yeah, tonight, yeah. if you look at Brunson's box score, looks, looks okay. Fine, but he, he had, had a bad game. Terrible game. Yeah, he had a terrible game in my opinion. I thought he cost us in the first half with some really awful turnovers and they were all at like these big moments when they could have extended the lead. I agree quickly needs to be more aggressive. I also, and I've been saying this since the Cleveland series, to me, it looks like Tibbs is very much putting it all on RJ Brunson. and Brunson right now. Um, and I'm honestly, I'd be, oh, I'm fine with that. I still think like, even if you want to put it on them, um, pause, uh, that, you know. that I think, I think you need to have quickly initiate and then swing it to them, especially with how Miami is covering pick and rolls. Um, you need to just test out the waters there. And like, look, I, I'm, I don't think quickly had a very good game. Um, so this is not really like praise of him. This is more honestly, probably like a criticism of Brunson. I don't, the, the Knicks missed a bunch of open threes in the second quarter when he was running point or whatever you want to call it. Um, I think Obi missed a couple Grimes missed a couple Quick missed one, which was kind of a transition one, whatever. Uh, RJ missed one. Yeah, Hart missed. I mean, Hart, if he hit the rim today, that was a miracle on his three. Uh, and like, whatever. But my point is, that was good offense. And this is how, this is like, I, I, I bring back this, this game that we lost to Miami in the regular season. Cause if you go back, I promise you, if you go back and you like look through tweets from that time, there were all these people that were like, quickly was terrible, quickly was terrible. He's got to be more aggressive, blah, blah, blah. And I, agreed with that but at the time i was also like i still think like people are overreacting they got good shots and they didn't make them and that's how i feel about this game they got good shots they didn't make them and part of that is like guys just have to make shots and part of that is on tibbs like dude you cannot like this fixation with josh hart is ridiculous like i'm sorry i love josh hart i think he's a great player for us he obviously brings something to the table that gotta try grimes there it's not just trying Grimes. It's like, okay, you want to have, if you're that married to having Josh Hart on the floor, then play him at the four. Like, I'm so, I'm sorry. Like you can't, you, we see this. Like, like he did in like the second quarter. I think it yeah, was. And the way they were defending 
Like they were not defending Hart. So like I will, I I, I thought Brunson and RJ were poor in the second half, especially like, I mean, RJ was awesome in the first half. He had a bad second half, but like, and yes, they were forcing it and they committed stupid turnovers on drives and sure. Like that, that, that wasn't good. But part of that is that like, look at the spacing there. They're bringing a third guy into the paint off of heart because they're just not in. They don't care. They don't care that he's open. They're like, okay, you are doing us. what we did to the Cavs with yeah. the Coro and, and, and reverting all those yeah, guys. And, and Tibbs let them off the hook with that today. Cause he just refused to play Grimes. And like, you know, again, it's not all on Tibbs because I do think Brunson just missed passes a lot. I thought he forced action. I thought, you know, RJ in the second, they half definitely let the refs get to them. Yeah, they both did. And, and that's like, you know, that that's its own thing, but I'll be completely honest with you, man. I, I thought the best the Knicks played in the second half was when Brunson was off the floor. I thought yep. that was their best stretch of the second half. I didn't, I wouldn't have brought him back in. Um, and if I, and when he did, I would have kept running the offense like nominally through quickly but mostly through RJ. That's what I would have done because that's what was working um, during that stretch. And to go away from that to me is just bad coaching. And it's also like, I I just don't really understand. Like I just, I I really don't get how you could have watched this game. And again, that entire second half, that third quarter, I thought Brunson was terrible. Like really, really bad. I know his shot making always has value, but like you could tell he was not reading the floor well. I mean, and and no no stretch was more indicative of how bad a floor game Brunson had tonight than it's 97-94, okay? And from that point on, Butler's out there playing on one leg. They didn't attack him once. And then the one time, the one time, the one time they actually had RJ on Butler, what did they call do? Call for a screen. They call, call for a screen. For they switched, screen. Like, it was mind-boggling how stupid it was. It was mind boggling how stupid that approach was. And that is on the players. That's a lack of temp. Like, like I talked about this in the last series where it's like your temperament's really important. And I thought the Knicks showed a lack of inexperience today. I thought they let the refs get to them and, poise, and all that yeah, stuff. they didn't have poise. And if you compare that and contrast that to Miami, who I honestly, I didn't even think Miami did anything spectacular today, They didn't, but they didn't, they did not, screw themselves over and Spolstra again, like all they do is hit threes basically. And Spolstra makes adjustments. He's quick with his decisions. He's decisive. And, and, and he absolutely crushed Tibbs in that third quarter. That was like, I was expecting Miami to come out and make a bunch of adjustments. They didn't even really do that much. It was just like, okay, leak out and transition. And like that basically like that pulled them out to an eight point lead. I think we brought it back to what one or something. I don't know if we got the lead back at any point after that, um, but I just thought that stretched it totally got away from Tibbs, and then like uh, I, I just don't understand the OB thing at all. Like he was the one guy who was making threes. I actually thought he played well. And if like if you want to kill Brunson for the offense, and like you know, look, there's an argument that even with the turnovers, his offense was good. Fine, sure. People were t- I, I saw a lot of people like responding to I don't know I, whatever I said, and th- like they were just like, oh, OB's defense is bad. OB's defense is bad. Look, OB's defense wasn't great. I promise you, if you watch a lot of those actions where OB is the one giving up the three, watch Brunson on a lot of those. He is the one that had a, like that's having a breakdown that is having that is requiring these rotations to come. Yeah, there was a there was a couple with Hart too, where like him and Hart they didn't know like whether yeah. they were switch or not, and then Kevin Love got an open three on a couple of those. There there was one play from Brunson in particular. We didn't get punished on it, 
I'll, I'll probably I'll try and clip it tomorrow. He is like he was on Struess. I want to say maybe it was one of their shooters. Struess. I think it was Struess. They put up a shot. He doesn't block Struess out. Struess gets the easiest offensive rebound of his life, and then that he kicks it out right. So you're scrambling already. Brunson doesn't move. He just like stands there while everybody else in the team is running around trying to get to their man. They got a wide open corner three from that. They missed it, fortunately, and the Knicks got a rebound. But like that was a terrible defensive possession in a game where his defense was extremely problematic and caused a lot of breakdowns. Um, And he has to be better. And like, you can't have the, like, I'm sorry, you can't have a game where you're getting gamed by fucking Gabe Vincent. If you're Brunson, like that just cannot happen. Um, We talked about this yesterday on, on the round two um, preview. We talked about these issues with Gabe, Gabe Vincent. And, and I, and I think like, Honestly, I, I've had an issue with Brunson all year against Miami, very specifically. I've talked about this, I think, after every single Miami game. Um, he, he, he has to trust his teammates more. He has to. He has got to swing the ball faster. He has got to make better decisions. And I think part of that can be on, you know, Tibbs. I think Tibbs needs to play him with quickly more in this series or – if he's going to play with RJ, then let RJ be the one who's doing the initial initiating or whatever fuck you want to call it. I'm fine with that. But Brunson has to clean up his decision-making. It cannot just be switch hunting. It cannot just be, I'm going to try and split the trap. It can't be that shit. And then like he's compounding some of this with how slow he's getting the ball to the floor throughout the game. It's like, dude, get like you. Why is it like, is this like a game he's playing where it's like, I want to see how close I can get to getting an eight second violation without getting one. Like he's constantly barely getting it across the line. And it's like, his handle is sick. Like I know that fucking Caleb Martin is not hounding you like that, dude, just get the fucking ball across the line. Um, But yeah, like, and then the other one that I want to, I think this really warrants mentioning with Tibbs, you know, we talk about the heart thing, uh, you know, with, with matching him with Butler. I love Mitch. Mitch had an awesome first series against Cleveland. He dominated that series. He has not played well against Miami his entire career, really. Like, the way they play, the way they cover is a bad matchup for him offensively, especially when you put him as, a, as, the, as the role man so often as we do. Um, and, and unlike Cleveland, they're just, I mean, Miami's just, they're the best coach team in the league. Even when you don't use him as a screener, they are so well-drilled on how to collapse on him to take away the lob and then get back to their shooters. Like you have to really, really thread the needle. I think they got like two lobs to him today. And that was basically it in the first half. Um, Hartenstein needed to play more. I, I, he was like a plus six. I don't even think he like, again, like I don't really know if anybody played some amazing game. The closest I would say to having a good game was Obi. I, I would say. Um, but like, and, and RJ had a great first half. The second half takes away from it. I'm not trying to really, up on him because I think there were some compounding issues for him that he had to deal with. Um, but like Hartenstein just needs to play more. And again, it's it, this is it's so bizarre how he coached this game. Because if you go and look at the wins we've had against Miami, okay, like Hartenstein has been awesome in all those games. Every single one, those three times we we played them, he was awesome. And he got a lot of burn. He has to play more. This is a series for him. This is this is what this this matchup is why you go out and get Isaiah Hartenstein 
because what Mitch can do is fantastic. It's also very limited. You need to have what Hartenstein brings to the table, and you need to use him more impactfully than the Knicks did today. So um, I will say this. like I know I just spent like a lot of time at shitting on various coaching decisions and players and whatever. I don't think the adjustments the Knicks need to make are that difficult. Drastic. They're not no. that drastic. They're not that difficult. I feel the same way as I felt before or sorry, after we lost game two to Cleveland, like like we had a terrible second half. And even then, even with the bad rotations that I didn't agree with and game was still within reach for the Knicks. Yeah. And, and it really boiled down to three point shooting. So like, even with Tibbs coaching, what I think is, was a bad game. Like you were still within the margin. If guys just shoot average from three. Um, so like, Two things, Tibbs got to be better, and the guys just got to make shots. I, I really think it's that simple. Um, and I, I think Randall would help us in this series, quite frankly, because I thought Bam got away with kind of being able to just float around way too easily. Um, and, like, that would be fine if we leaned on Obi more, but we didn't. Like, I, I just don't – the Obi thing will just it, – it, it's crazy to me. He started off the second half by absolutely fucking cooking Kevin Love, and then we just – that like, never, nope. never went to that matchup again, which like people will put that on Tibbs and to some degree it is on Tibbs. I think that's on Brunson. Brunson was really shot hungry in the second half. It looked like to me. And then he got into it with the refs and he's trying to draw fouls. And it's just like, he, he's got to, you know, take a deep breath, collect yourself and move the fuck on sometimes. And this was a game for that. And, and I, I you know, the RJ struggles in the second half are real. Um, and um, I think, if you people want to criticize him for that and you know, that's fine. It's all fair game to me. I, I thought, I thought Brunson's approach rubbed off on him and it, it, they, it all just compounded. Um, they, they were really bad. And that's kind of why I would have just not had Brunson come back in. Because again, the best stretch of the game they had in the second half was pretty clearly when Brunson was on the bench to me, um, which isn't to be like, you know, bench Brunson, but, Maybe there are times you bench Brunson. Hell, the last time we played Miami, what happened? Brunson like, was benched. Yeah, now, yeah, he didn't play the end of the fourth quarter. Like the lineup that closed that game, I think that was the lineup that that he went to in the fourth quarter when Brunson was out. Right, I, I'm pretty sure it was um, Quick, Grimes, R.J. Hart, and Hartenstein, and that group was good in this game again. Um, anyways, and like. To go away from that in that moment, I thought was a mistake. Um, yeah, and, and then look the the one play, Mitch. Like, dude, you got the fucking rebound. Keep the ball high. What do you like? That was ridiculous. Like, how are you letting Kyle Lowry strip the ball from you? Come on, wake up. Um, yeah, like again, not, I, I'm not. I'm I'm definitely like concerned about game two, obviously, but I still think this series is very, very much within reach for for the Knicks. Definitely. Yeah, like, I don't think it's over at all. Um, if anybody's like, it's Joker, I hope you're trolling. Uh, Tom Thibodeau felt a lot of contact went uncalled when the Knicks were in the paint. So we got the official coaches cry, so we should be hopefully good for game two. Game two, home cooking, let's go. Um, Tony Brothers needs to lose his job because that bullshit foul on Jimmy Butler where, like, it's he basically awful. is, like, don't make it up, and he barely he barely has it in his hand before he throws it up, and somehow gets like two free throws off of it. And they called it three on the ground. They called it three on the ground, and then they went back and changed it to two, which was fucking ridiculous. 
Um, but yeah, this kind of feels like the Heat got away with more contact. Uh, they got more free throws. They didn't shoot too well from three, and it still kind of felt like if the Knicks were just able to execute a bit better offensively, they could still win that game. So, yeah. All right. Let's get into some comments. Martin B says the loss stinks, but this is a young team hitting some adversity, which is inevitable. Hopefully shots fall soon, which will stretch the floor and make RJ and JB's lives easier along with Julius getting back. Yeah. I mean, that's all it comes down to, honestly, hitting shots. And then, you know, Julius getting back, that puts an extra body for the heat to occupy um, where they can't roam off of dudes anymore. So that definitely helps. Um, I do think he plays game two. He was questionable for today's game. Um, and he was going through an intense, it seemed, pregame workout that I forgot which reporter said. Reporter said he was hunched over after his workout. I think it might have been Popper or Weitzman. Probably. Um, but yeah, he looked okay in the workout, I guess. Like, I didn't see any hobbling or, or limping or anything. Um, so I think he'll be good for, for game two. That definitely helps the Knicks. Um, and, you know, that bolsters the bench unit, you know. I'll be back to the bench. Hopefully, you know, get keeps up that um, good shooting. And we'll see what happens from there. But definitely the Knicks have to make shots. Hopefully we get one of those classic Julius Randle first quarters in game two. I, I just need I, – I think Julius – Julius is pulling up performances much maligned for very good reason. He hasn't had good playoff performances aside from two halves of two separate games. But I do feel like his ability to draw defenders like Bam um, is going to be important because Bam can't roam the way he does. And if you roam against Julius, I would hope that he's able to punish that. Uh, yeah, like, I really just – I can't get too upset about this game. It just really feels like the Knicks – could have executed a bit better offensively, and they win the game. Uh, they missed free throws. They missed a lot of threes. They still won the offensive rebounding game. They just turned the ball over a decent amount, and they weren't able to force turnovers from Miami, which is going to be the case a lot of the time because Miami is a really good re- um is a really good team that turn that passes a lot. It doesn't turn the ball over, so it really just comes down to can you hit your shots. And can you protect the ball, which has been Knicks basketball the entire year. So it didn't feel like we won the the offensive rebounding battle just because we weren't able to convert on a lot of those second chance opportunities. That too. Um because like and, in games three and four, and especially in game five too. I mean, it just game five we were able to win the offensive rebounding battle and it felt like it, even though we didn't make shots, especially in that fourth quarter, but we were just able to get so many more extra possessions that just ran the clock down. Um, while we already had a, a sustained lead. So, you know, it comes down to making good on those second chance opportunities because, like, you get offensive rebound, can't score, and then what What the hell is, like, two and done. That's it. Yep. I don't know. I just – they were – the poise was missing, but then, again, this is a veteran team, and you know that this is a veteran team going in. And, yeah, you got to say. Look I- – I mean, this isn't, it's not an excuse. It's just reality. Like, yeah, like you said, they're a veteran team. We're also not a veteran team. We're a young team. And like, there are going to be moments where that youth is going to affect you. Um, and I think like with Quickly's aggression, we've seen that in the playoffs. I think with 
Um, honestly, it's actually kind of funny. Like, as good as RJ has been, and he's been awesome. Um, and I, like, I even thought today, look, the second half, quite frankly, I thought was bad from him. But you like, like, you love what he did in the first half. I think when you see performances like that, it's very encouraging. Um, I mean, the first quarter he played was probably the best quarter of his career. That was unreal to watch. Um, but like, I think Obi's the one who's played almost like completely free like he it feels like he's just playing with zero uh you know it doesn't feel like there's any pressure on him it's probably the best way to put it um but yeah like we're a young team i think you're seeing some of that inexperience and and where this hurts you there's two things that like that we got away with against cleveland that we're not going to get away with here um that inexperience at times against cleveland did crop up but they don't have the know-how that miami does they're not as well coached and quite frankly, Jimmy Butler is 10 times the player Donovan Mitchell is. So, like, that's part of it. But the other part of it is, look, Tibbs, there were stretches in all these games where we were all watching the Cleveland games, you know, and we're like, not sure about this lineup, not sure about this lineup, not sure about this lineup. And you got away with it because, one, Cleveland doesn't have any pivots to, like, punish you with. But, two, Bickerstaff and and part of that like it's it's twofold right it's like they don't have the pivots and bickerstaff didn't make any in time really um Spolstra is not going to give you that margin so he's got to be way tighter with his rotation and he's got to be willing to try more shit than he did today like you don't need to run a fucking screen and roll when you already have a matchup that's there for you. Like that RJ one with Butler, we talked about at the end was crazy. I mean, to see Butler go down with that ankle and he clearly was not moving well. There was an extended break, right? He gets hurt. There's an extended timeout, right? Because they're making sure he's okay. How is, how does no conversation have happened during that timeout of like, how are we going to like test Jimmy? And they didn't, they literally just did not do anything to get him involved and make him put pressure on him defensively. It was wild. Like, the, the one shot he took was that three. He got no lift on it. It was an air ball. Like, the guy couldn't move. How do you not attack that? It's beyond me. So, Tibbs has to be better. Um, and, you know, guys, all guys, like, all of them, quickly, uh, RJ, Brunson, Hart, Grimes, all these guys, they got to make some shots. You have to make some shots. It's There's no other way around it. Um, Tibbs can make it easier by playing more, like, prioritizing shooting more, but even then those guys got to make shots. I mean, like I talked about, I thought the shots they got, especially in that first half to start the second half or second quarter, rather um, they got a lot of really good shots. I think Grimes had a couple open corner threes. Obi had a couple open corner or open threes and they didn't cash those in. Like obviously you guys aren't going to shoot hundred percent, but you need to cash in. Like I think it was, there was one where we had a 12 point lead Grimes. I think maybe had an open corner three, like it, those are just the shots where it's like you need that one. Like you got, you have to have that one. It's it's the one that, you know, it, it feels like a big shot in the moment. And I, you know, I thought, I thought the four point play that Vincent got was a big play. But and then the other one that I thought, honestly, I thought the one of the biggest plays of the game was um, that Brunson one where he just threw it like they had the steal, and then he turns around and just threw it like five feet wide to RJ. He had another one where Grimes was wide open to the corner. Mitch got the offensive rebound, gave it to Brunson. I don't know what the fuck Brunson did. He somehow fumbled this pass out of bounds. And he, he had looked Grimes. like he was drunk. Yeah, he, he he was Brunson was wide open in the or sorry, Grimes was Grimes wide open in the corner. Open. And it was just to and like that was a huge like I, again, like I thought momentum I, plays. All, all of Brunson's turnovers today, and this is probably why it stands out so much. Every single one 
felt like a huge momentum one. And then he took that garbage-ass three in the third quarter, held the fucking pose. Butler leaked out and got the easiest two points of his fucking life. Like, that was, like, I don't say this lightly. That's like an unforgivable play. That's like, it's like, you guys have seen Love and Basketball, right? You guys seen that? Yes. What was that? What was that you did? Show us that. That's what I would do to Brunson tomorrow. Like, hold that pose for the next two hours while we're practicing, okay? Because I don't know what the hell that was. That was a crazy shot. He took a step back three after he, like, I think Miami had gone up one or two or whatever the fuck it was. Held the pose, you know, like he's Steph Curry, and Butler just leaks out for the easiest two points of his life. It Unforgivable play. Like, that's just a joke. It cannot happen. That entire stretch to start the third. There was another one, right, where... Obi like Butler outleaped Obi for the loose ball. Pretty sure that was on Brunson too, because he's the guy. I think he was the last guy back. He just didn't get back, so Obi almost got back there. I'd have to watch it back. Maybe I'm wrong, and that was actually Obi just getting beat. But I would not imagine that's the case because I can't imagine Butler being on Obi defensively at all. So yeah, I don't know. That was again. <laughs> he had 25 and seven, and I would challenge you to find me one Knicks fan who came away from that game being like, really good Brunson game. Really good Brunson game. Yeah, it was not a good Brunson game at all. Oh, man. He's got to be better. As At least he acknowledges it. He said, Jalen Brunson, uh, today I was horrific. This one is on me. So Good. He's right. It is on him. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, it's on him. We can sit here and talk about Tibbs rotations and all this shit. Like, you need your best player to not have a fucking emotional meltdown in the fourth quarter. Like, we've talked about this with Randall all the time. Brunson had a fucking emotional meltdown today in the second half. He's fucking, he picks up a tech. Then he's still bitching at the fucking ref after, after they missed the tech, right? He's still complaining. And then to, then when he comes back in, in the fourth quarter, what did he, that drive he had where he, I'm like, what, what were you going to do? Even if Lowry doesn't, if Lowry doesn't get the jump ball there, what exactly were you doing there? You were going to fucking like somehow shoot it over Bam, even though you were under the fucking rim. Like that was, ridiculous that was a ridiculous fourth quarter from him ridiculous second half from him um i i I don't obviously actually mean it's unforgivable but like the best way to describe how i felt about his performance today was unforgivable like just a ridiculous performance from just you can't have that you can't have that like it's it's crazy to have a, a game like that from him um especially with how he the shots he was making i'm like how how did you somehow manage to make this a terrible game for you with all these fucking two-point shots you're making that are awesome. Like, it's, again, I can't say it anymore, but it's just, it's just a ridiculous performance for them. <laughs> Meno F. I can't believe Grimes didn't get more run when we kept missing open looks. If conditioning was the excuse, um, we better see more of him in the next games. I think you will. I'm not too worried about him getting play throughout the series. Uh... Maybe not in game two. I would like I would like to see a game two, but I think by game three he'll probably be playing around like twenty four minutes plus. But I think it needs to be sooner. I just don't know if it would be game two. Yeah. I think they're trying to like tread water until that four game break between Tuesday and Saturday. So Got a lot of comments here earlier about, you know, Grimes. Um, Raphael Burgess's 34 minutes of heart is insane. 43. Um, 43. 43. Uh, 
my eyes. See, Sam's about to blame his teaching schedule. No, uh, you know, I'm not. Guys, guys, I'm a teacher. I'm so tired all the time. All right. Go on. Go on. All right. Anyways, yeah. 43 minutes of heart, yeah. Especially when they're like, he went 0 for 4 from 3. You know, credit to him for actually shooting the three ball today. Um, but yeah, if he is just, there was a play I laughed at earlier, but it's, it kind of encapsulates the whole Josh Hart experience in a way. Um, there was a play where he got in transition, he looked off two Knicks, that play and he was, drove it. Oh my god! And he lost it off his foot. Out of that bounds. was that was Lowry knew the scouting report. That was that play. Like that, Lowry knew he he knew he was not going to pass it, and he knew exactly. He Hart loves to go left. For it's it was one of those weird things, right? Where it's like he's a righty, but he likes to finish left. He mm. always goes left in transition. Like Lowry, Lowry read that like a book. And if you watch that play. RJ is asking for the ball quickly. Is he, asking yeah, for the he ball. looked both of them in yeah, the face. He looked at them like he actually he looked, looked at, at them, them and was like, "Nah, I'm good, bro. I'm good." Then he had that other one that he got totally bailed out on in the fourth quarter. They called that a foul. That was a jump. Like that, I don't know what that like. But he, I, I just he drove straight at like three people and then jumped in the air. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Just give the ball. Like, there are times like he just needs to read the floor sometimes better in transition. I love the transition goes that he has, but you know, sometimes less is more tonight. Today would have been one of those games with them. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Um, Christopher says he agrees with Schwinn. I think all season that we have played better against Miami when Brunson isn't initiating or he is off the floor. Um, yeah. I think it just—I think it just makes the Knicks a little bit more unpredictable, I guess, without Brunson on the floor. Like with Brunson on the floor, you kind of know what he's going to do and what you're going to get from the Knicks' offense in that way. But like, if he's not initiating, then it just provides for so many other wrinkles um, on the court to you know present themselves. I just think quickly has a like quickly's style as an initiator is he—I think he's still trying to figure out the balance between like pass and shoot. But when he does figure out the balance, I just kind of feel like there's a higher ceiling of his initiated because Brunson is a great, like he's a good passer and he's a great scorer. Well, quickly could be a great passer and a great scorer. Um, so I think there's more nuance there, but quickly playmaking and facilitation. And he could also do it on ball and off ball. Like quickly his ability to pass off the ball, especially, or like to be a connector. Brunson can't do that. So um, I just kind of feel like you need to trust your secondary and tertiary ball handlers more and i think it's on brunson especially to enable that yeah i agree like brunson needs to be able to do stuff off the ball like you play next to luka Doncic, you can play off the ball even even like like forget is that a brunson thing or is that a thibs thing i think it's i think it's both but i think but the player has to take responsibility right yeah i think i definitely think it's the system that we run but at the same time like brunson needs to be able to trust the pass yeah and like, forget quickly. Like, you can justifiably just be like, quick didn't have it. Fine. Okay. If that's your just, like, if you didn't trust quick, cool. I, I'll, I may, I maybe don't, I don't agree with that. Like, especially as a tactic long term, but fine. I can understand it. RJ got seven shots in the first half. He was six to seven. How, I, I don't even understand that. Like, that's on Brunson. That's on Brunson. That's not on, I promise you, Tibbs was not like, don't get RJ going here. You know what I mean? Like, he's not like, look him off call your own number like no that's that's on brunson brunson like 
and, and Tibbs can't be out there fucking holding hands and like directing the offense every fucking play down the floor. Like you have to trust your players to make good decisions. And Brunson, like we, you know, do you remember how annoying it was back in the day when we had Kristaps and he'd be cooking and then Aaron Aflalo would just be like, nah, I got this right here. It's me. It's my time. Like, that's what it felt like today. I'm like, dude, it's cool. Like, you're good. But RJ's cooking right now. I mean, RJ was cooking in a way that opened the game up for everybody. He was so good in that first half. I don't even care. It, the, the it's not the shot number is indicative of us not going to him enough, but like he could have ended up with seven shots if he got the ball more. I don't know, um, but like he would have created more. He would have created more for others. I, we only scored like what? So we had thirty two in the first quarter. We had twenty three in the second second quarter. Like some of that's yes, guys missing open threes. Some of that's just I thought Brunson's like you know, I just thought he took a lot off the table today, um, and it was costly stuff. So speaking yeah. of Porzingis, he he tweeted about Kyle Lowry today. Oh. Who cares? Yeah, I mean he's got he's got a lot of tweeting that he can do right now. <laughs> so that's about all he's gonna do. Tweeting oh, at rehab is all Porzingis is good for. Okay. Wow. Definitely not NBA basketball. Um, I don't ask how differently do you think this game would have played out if Randall was active? Depends on which Randall we're getting. Yes, that is always the key part of that. I don't think equation. Randall does anything in the second half to really benefit them. He I might compound some of their issues. Yeah. But yeah. Like, <laughs> like I think I don't think Obi played. Especially if he's not getting calls. Oh man, imagine that. I, they did get a. They, I don't think the whistle was like as bad as other people. It's, it's I feel like people there was were... a stretch in like the third to fourth quarter where it was just egregious. Yeah, point. it was bad, but it was like I don't know. I I really have a tough time watching that game and being like we lost because the refs fucked us. Like that just not. I, I, I think, think it's we, I, I think it's like a bad the whistle, bad but calls compounded with missing so many open shots. It's like that level of frustration just builds. I think. Yeah, it definitely built. And um, look, the Knicks didn't even shoot that well from the line. They went. 12 of 20. 20. Like, yeah. you know, Mitch, that air ball he had was something, man. Wow. Um, again, something like, I, indeed. I, I hate, I hate doing this. I hate doing this. Mitchell Robinson, 34 minutes minus 13. Isaiah Hartenstein, 14 minutes plus six. Like, I don't think it's that simple. But if you go and watch, I'm telling you, go look at the box. I'll look it up right now. If you look up the box scores for every Knicks heat game this year, a lot of it plays out like that. Like, it's, it's a bad matchup for Mitch. You got and like you didn't. It, it didn't help the cause that like you know we know Mitch can't shoot for shit. You put him out there with Hart, who they're not treating like a shooter, and RJ, who's just not really shot the ball all that well for a while now. Like it's just a terrible, terrible. That was like a toxic combination. It was wild to watch that. I'm so shocked we went up like twelve at one point. Like that just... When when did he put Obi in in this? Like or when did he when did he make his first sub? In the in the second it, half was that like two forty five? Yeah, I think it was two forty five. That's that was crazy. Like, and this is the second or third time he's done this in the playoffs. Yeah, and it's like, I don't think he's ever gonna be like he's never gonna be the kind of tinkerer that Spolstra is, right? Or as creative as Spolstra is, and that's fine. Like n- nobody is, right? That's why Spolstra is a Hall of Fame coach. Um, but like, it's gotta be. Like, how do you just wa- – he called, like, two timeouts, and after – the first one I knew he wasn't going to make a change. The second one I was like, okay, 100%, like, 
Somebody's going to come in here. Nobody. Nobody. And then his first sub was Hartenstein for Mitch. I was just like, I have no clue of what you're watching. Um, this is very interesting stuff. But he's got he's got to be better with it. Randall might help just because uh, Randall won't. I mean, it, it's not Randall to me, right? Randall helps the game. Randall would help us in this series. I, I would like to believe that the game he was having in Cleveland was a turn-the-corner moment for him. Um, but, like, I think it's such a mistake to to be this attached to Josh Hart. I really do. All the on-off stuff for him, even in the playoffs, him and RJ is just not a good combination. I think him and RJ with Randall especially has been a bad combination. Those guys, like, if we get Randall back the next game and he's still starting Josh Hart, that is a massive, massive mistake. And acting like we've never seen Quentin Grimes defend Jimmy Butler well is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like, we saw that last season in that comeback we had against them. You know, forget this season. Uh, that last season we saw that when he was a rookie. How quickly they forget. Yeah, it's just crazy. Like, you, like, come on. Like, you can trust these guys. You know, I, this is where, this is like a kind of a big moment for him as a coach, right? It's like, will you trust the dudes and the lineups and the rotations and the data and all that stuff that got you to where you are? Or are you going to just submarine this because you love Josh Hart so much and cost us on the margins? Um, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Other games. What the comments we have here. Jordan Bob is saying Brunson needs to step up the defensive side of the ball as a playmaker and decision maker. Um, I think he will. Um, I hope he will. Um, games versus Miami haven't really been his cup of tea this year. Um, but I have faith that he will bounce back. He bounced back um, last series after a pretty rough game. So we'll see. There's no one really on Miami that should punish him like this, though. I don't understand the Gabe Vincent thing. Like, that shit is so weird to me. I don't I mean, even he, think Gabe Vincent had, like, such a – I don't think he punished him unless he just, like, he just had some really timely threes. And a lot of them were difficult as all hell. And it also didn't help that, like, quickly fouled him on one that kind of, like, gave him points. Like, Was that actually a foul? I felt like he sold that one He well. sold it, but it's also, like, quickly is that a habit of fouling shooters, especially three-point shooters. So I think, like, one thing – if, like if there's anything to take away from that Gabe Vincent performance, and I, this is something that like quickly and, and Grimes and both those guys specifically need to just like take on, keep fucking shooting. Just keep shooting. Like if you're open, keep fucking shooting. I don't care how many you miss. Just have the confidence to keep shooting. Uh, because he, what, he was like two of seven in that first quarter from three, and he was like, I don't care. I'm getting these shots up, bro. Uh, and he did. I mean, he played well for them. So. Yeah, you gotta. Nick's gotta get that through their heads. Certain ones, and then certain ones like Brunson should maybe you know um, maybe dial it back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like I think it comes down to confidence and like those guys, like Grimes, quickly. Obi shot. Obi got the memo, which is really good to see from him. Like I think people are talking about the eleven threes, but I feel like they were all good threes and they were open threes, and you need to take them. So I'm not too upset about them. Um, I mean, he he scored twelve points on eleven shots, like that on eleven threes. He ended up with what eighteen points on fifteen shots. Like, look at the efficiency of around him in this game. You know, like that's pretty much that's the game. Yeah, that, that was fine. It, honestly, he should have played more. He should have shot more. Like he, he had eighteen and eight in thirty-one minutes today. Like, I, and I don't like. I'm not saying he was some fucking. This was like some 
masterful thing, but he clearly played a good game and needed to play more um, and should have played more. I mean, he didn't close either half, which was ridiculous. There was a point in the first half where he played like, what's 17 six, straight minutes? Six, of 16 straight minutes. Yeah. Jesus. But, but he just, this is like, this is one of those weird tips things where he, he came into the game today already having like pre-deciding. Pre- yeah. He pre-decided what he wanted to do rotation wise. And no matter how matter, the game went. Yeah. It, it didn't matter how the game went. It didn't matter that OB was playing well, that quick didn't play well, that Hart couldn't shoot and they weren't defending in. Like none of those things actually impacted his decision-making. He just was like, yep, this is what we're doing. Um, by the way, this is actually the most annoying part of this. Miami shot 42.4% from the field today, 33.3% from three. Nick shot 47, 47.7% from the field today, 20.6% from three. Like, again, we can sit here and talk about adjustments all we want. They outscored us by 18 from the three-point line. That's the fucking game. Like, the, we can talk about adjustments and all this shit. Like, you know, the biggest adjustment. Got his shots. Be, yeah, the biggest adjustment would just be Tibbs not playing Josh Hart a fuck ton and a few guys making some threes. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah, make or miss league. Also, uh, ask Obi Toppin if he was surprised about not playing down the stretch. No, not at all. That's what he said? Yes. Oof, that's not a great quote. He's he's saying he's saying what we all say. I mean, it, it's he's being honest. I don't really blame him for saying that. <laughs> oh man. He knows what to expect with this. He's like, yeah, I'm not gonna close this game. Yeah, it's whatever. Um oh Nafimil Huda says um we effectively had a five on four power play at the end of the game with Jimmy Hyde in the corner. Miami nine two run. That's very worrying late game execution. Yeah, essentially. Like the fact that we were we weren't able to score with Jimmy being on one leg is concerning. It's it's gonna be interesting to see how they approach the next game. You know, are they gonna actively hunt for Jimmy if they see Jimmy still a little bit hobbled? I mean, I know the next game is Tuesday. Um but yeah. Uh, if he, is he actually even gonna play? Like he could not walk on that ankle. He might. I mean I don't know, man. His his answer at the end of the game, I thought I thought he was What'd he say? I didn't I didn't see the They asked the, him about it and he was just like Um He basically like they asked him what his ankle felt like and he was like feels like a rolled ankle and he was like smiling and trying to play it off but like he's i think he'll play he'll definitely play the next game but i, I yeah he'll be very right. limited that did not look good that that looked pretty ugly also i thought it was funny because i, I thought that was a pretty obvious offensive foul it was so the, so the fact that he got hurt on that was amusing to me um lots of people thought that I saw some people like saying like, "Oh, Josh Hart like swept his leg or whatever." It was like, it's like, dude, they're like going full speed. Um, Josh Hart is playing hard ass defense. Like, he's not really trying to intentionally hurt Jimmy Butler on that play. People are insane. Um. All right, let's see what else we got here. Rafael Burgess says, "Is anyone else worried about how effortless this was for Miami?" Hawkeye four twenty then says, "I don't know if this was effortless as compared to they just made shots." Uh, Mano F says, "Yeah, I think they were just super locked in and never got rattled, even went down." 
I mean, yeah, they just showed the complete opposite of what we did. They were able to show poise. They were able to hit shots. They even made the bullshit shots like Kyle Lowry and Gabe Vincent. Um, so, you know, that's what it comes down to. And if the Knicks just make shots, then talking a whole different story today. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get that team really rattled on the stretch. Like, they've been in way too many situations like this. Like, the core of that team has been in the finals. I think think the biggest thing that helps them, that helps their role players very specifically, is when they take good shots, Spolstra won't – like, if Duncan Robinson misses two threes – he's not going to pull Duncan Robinson for missing two threes because he'll be like, those are good shots. Keep shooting them. You know, we want that shot. And I do feel like with Tibbs, there's too often times where it feels like guys have to make shots to stay on the floor. And then even if they do make shots, sometimes he won't leave them on the floor. Like, I mean, if Grimes made all three of his threes that he took today, do you guys think he would have still closed? Like, I still don't think he would have closed either half with him. Like, I still think he would have gone back to Josh Hart. So that's the one, like, that's, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, we won't know, obviously. We can never know that about this game anyway. But I do think, like, there's something to imbuing your guys with confidence. And I'm not sure Tibbs right now is doing that with Grimes or quickly very much. Again, like, those it doesn't those guys need to get over it anyway and just be better. But I do, I do feel like that's a thing. Um, so... We'll see. Um, again, we could, it's not a complicated game. Guys need to make shots. Yeah, that's it. That's all it comes back to. Um, Jordan Bob asks, does he think, do we think that the Knicks can win both games in Miami? No. I don't think the Knicks can be able to win both games in Miami, but I think they'll win one. Okay, and the caveat that Jimmy Butler is able to play and is not hampered. If JB Bullets hampered, I think they win both games in Miami. Shwin, what do you think? Uh, if people, yeah, if, if Butler can, if Butler's hurt, I think we win four in a row. Like, what the fuck are they doing without Jimmy Butler? It's cool that they were able to close the game. Like, it's it's very nice that they closed the game out. Um, with you know, Kyle Lowry running the show? Yeah, with, with one-legged Jimmy out there, but like. That's One not like a Jimmy. That, that's like a not character. That's not that's not happening in in the in in a, in a full game. Like no shot. Yeah, we'll see what they do with one didn't like that Jimmy. Actually, didn't that actually happen to the Bulls one year, where like they were up on Boston, right? And then was it Butler or Rondo that got hurt? Somebody got hurt, and then like they just couldn't win a game after that. But it was were, Rondo. Yeah, I remember that because they had won both games in Boston. Mm-hmm. And Rondo was like calling out their sets and shit because he like knew all them, and it looked like the Bulls were about to just destroy them. Then he gets hurt and like totally. Yeah, they couldn't win a game ever again with the corpse of D Wade and Jimmy Butler. That was a weird time in the NBA. Um. All right, Christopher asks, do, do, do we think that? Grimes should be put back in the starting lineup for game two. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Without a doubt. I'm so over Josh, Josh Hart, Hart and RJ Barrett together. Like, especially, like, if you love RJ Barrett, if you love RJ Barrett, and I know there are people who think 
um, you know, there are people who definitely love RJ Barrett more than me because I hate him apparently. Um, yeah, don't you want to kill his firstborn or something? Yeah, yeah, that's me. But if you love RJ Barrett, like, please, please, please play him with Quentin Grimes. That's yeah, he needs the spacing. Hurt. Like, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah, just please, <laughs> just please give him, please let him have space for the love of God. Yeah. Um, Meno F says, y'all seen RJ looking to get to that midi? How much does that help open up the game for him? It gives, well, him, a, it gives him a counter. It does give him a counter, but it doesn't help him as much as, you know, hitting some threes would help him. Uh, he's got to know what's a good midi. The first two mid-range he took were good. Then he started tossing up some of that off-balance bullshit that he, like, does when he gets frustrated and shit. And that wasn't good. But, yes, if he... Gets a midi, like yeah, of course that helps. That that would help any scorer. Like that's just what it is. Yeah, I mean that's something that he didn't really showcase that much during the regular season, if at all. Um, so the fact that he's comfortable at least to take them and and hopefully continue to make them um, at a decent clip, then you know that definitely helps him and that helps the team as well. I will say it was good to see quickly today um, at the rim. Like he he finished. Two of, five, two of five, actually, just inside the arc. But um, it was good to see him get to the rim, hit a couple floaters in that range. I think he needs to do a little bit more of that. He's just, it, it, do, it really feels like he's like searching to find the balance that he needs. And it feels like it's not happening for him right now. He always, he has stretches like this. You know, we've seen him have stretches like this before, which is why I kind of find like people freaking out about him or Grimes like a little bit much to me. Um, but he does need to find that balance uh, for us to obviously, hopefully, win the series. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's see. Brent says, Hart be a little too Alonzo Trierish in transition. Shots going up no matter what. That's a yeah. phrase that should never be uttered ever again. Yeah, that's disrespectful to Alonzo Trier. He's a bucket. Okay. People forget how soon they forget. <laughs> he was a straight bucket. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> let Randall um, sit out and let Alonzo Trier cook, and you'll see he's like that. <laughs> What is Emgrads doing nowadays? I don't know, but he's probably bagging groceries with Alonzo Trier. Is he still <laughs> at his local random... mini mart? Is he still pushing random ideas that like the Knicks are only playing RJ Barrett over Trier because of politics? I don't know. He blocked me, so <laughs> fucking loser. Uh... Malically shaped head that he has. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh man! Oh, Brent, Brent, you gotta wash your mouth out after uttering that sentence. So that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Alonzo that's Trier. That's racist as all hell, bro. <laughs> Alonzo Trier is probably gonna like DM him and be like, "Yo, thanks for having my back, bro. <laughs> Appreciate the love, fam." <laughs> Isozo hashtag Isozo. Oh my god, Alonzo Trier, what a time to be a Knicks fan. They're still fans. He still has fans of this. 
<laughs> they were all still a yell. My favorite shit. moment of him is him throwing a temper tantrum on the court. Like he was like literally like stomping up and down like a freaking three year old. I gotta find that clip. That clip was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> um, Kid Kiro says Obi with eleven three point attempts is insane. He had some momentum changing shots, which is cool, but that's too much. Hart and Grimes need to shoot the three more instead of pump faking to drive into a crowd of pain. Um, I think that probably, probably applies more to Hart in this situation. Grimes only played like 10 minutes today. Um, and he did get I don't three. even think Hart had a problem shooting. He took four threes today. Yeah, he, he, took a, he took four threes today too. Um, they just have to hit the shots. I mean, Obi got 11 three-point attempts because like, I really don't know what their game plan in the second half was for Obi. Um, it, it just seemed like they went away with what was working in the first half. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about this, series? I, I don't think he had a problem taking 11 threes. I just – they need whatever dude to hit threes to hit threes. Like, if Brunson hits two threes, we're not talking about this. If Josh Hart hits a three, we're not talking about this. Like, it just sucks that when you're start when aside from OB, the rest of your team goes three for 23, that can't happen. Yeah, they played well enough defensively to win this game. So I'm not worried offense. about that. Yeah, they just need to make like they need to make shots. Tibbs needs to probably push different buttons. Um, and they should be okay. Like if you score, I promise you, if you start scoring 120, you're gonna win this series. I know that Miami had this out of body shooting experience against Milwaukee. That regression is hitting, I think. I think we're gonna see it hit. Hopefully the Knicks positive regression uh also hits because that you have to believe at some point these guys are going to make open shots. It's not just like – it's not like they're like having to put up contested shot after contested shot, right? It's like, you know, quickly missed an open three, Grimes missed a couple, Obi missed a couple, Brunson missed a bunch. Like, you, these guys are – we've seen them shoot the ball well. Like You've got to believe at some point they're going to shoot the ball better than they are. Even Randall, for that matter. Regression. I mean, regression to the mean, law of averages. Something's got to kick in. Um, how do you how do you guys feel about Thibs not challenging the um, the Grimes foul foul on Kyle Lowry? I feel like that came at a key moment after like we just got screwed on the other end. They had no uh, timeouts. They couldn't. Yeah, they but didn't it, have any. They didn't have any timeouts. Well, they had like two timeouts, but if you, if you oh okay, I see what you're saying. And you don't want to have like one timeout with like I think it was I mean like five minutes left, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like they needed those timeouts, and those timeouts were good. But, like, yeah, they kind of just needed those timeouts to stay even keeled, and it just sucked when Lyra was able to take advantage of that. All right, I'm going to go. I haven't eaten any food, so I'm going to go do that. Freedom! Um, yeah, have fun, guys. Enjoy talking. We will be it. off this very soon as well, Schwinn. Yeah. Right. Later, guys. Have a good one. Later, Schwinn. Oh, and if anybody wants to know, me and Stacey are recording pod strickland tomorrow morning so that'll be out at some point probably tomorrow so all right later guys later schwinn oh wait all right i was about to end the broadcast i thought it was me all right peace (laughs) oh my gosh when um all right um we'll get to these last couple comments before we get out of here um Meno F mentions Jimmy posted a clip of him shooting around on his IG story. It could be a clip from before the game, though. Probably from before the game. I don't think he's shooting around on a bad ankle. Um, 
he wasn't she didn't shoot at all today basically after he, he had one shot it was an air ball um but you know it's going to be interesting to see how the Knicks do approach you know whether Jimmy plays or not if they're going to try to exploit that if he does play um if he doesn't then the Knicks should easily win the next game but I think he will play um it's just gonna be interesting to see how Miami uses him if they use him as a decoy or not all that good stuff so I mean, I don't know how you use Jimmy Butler as a decoy because then you're not winning the game. Uh, he'll probably give you points, but like, I think the key to the Knicks winning this, like, if Jimmy Butler is a decoy, they're not winning at all. Like, at all. Because he is their offense. And granted, Bam had a, Bam had a quietly good game, somewhat. And Gabe Benson had a decent game, and Kyle Lowry had a really good game, but like, he is their offense. And if he's being used as a decoy, you're acting. Gave Vincent to score 30, you're asking Bam out of to maybe give you 25. You're asking Kyle Lowry to do that again. I don't think that's possible. So it'll be interesting to see how that gets treated. Yeah. Um, I think we can end things off here. I mean, we spoke about pretty much all we could with this game. You know, Julius Randle will most likely be back game two. Game two will be on Tuesday in MSG. I don't, I don't know if he's back game two, dude. You don't? I don't think so. The way Tibbs was signing in the press conference, I think they're going to wait until the. I think they're going to wait until. They're down even more in the series? or I think they're going to wait until game three in Miami, dude. Because at that point, it's four days of rest and you expect him to be back by then. Mm, okay. I think they were hoping they could win this game so that way you can at least go into Miami tied 1 1. If you're tied 1 1 going into Miami, I feel like that's fine. You just need to win game two. Which means game two a must win. Yeah, which kind of puts a little bit more pressure on them to, for him to play, I think, at that in that case. But I think like Obi wasn't a problem for them. True. But I mean, they might just they might just think having Randall out there will help him help them as a whole probably get better shots, maybe. If that's maybe. Like if he if he plays the way he did game five. Exactly, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I could see it then. I don't know. It would just I don't. But I do see your point in waiting till game three because that is a lot of time of rest, and that definitely gives him a chance to get closer to 100% than he's probably been in the last couple days leading up to the series. So Honestly, since the injury happened, it's like a month just about. So, yeah. He was moving well, though, before this game in, in the workout, though. That's why I will say – that's why I did say that I think he might play game – game two because like if he looked that good before this game and was still out then i think they just probably were giving him a couple more days to rest but game three definitely does make more sense if they want to give him that full like week and a half since the injury initially happened to really get himself fully there but yeah that's what i'm thinking but um if he does play game two i wouldn't be surprised if it's like he plays well but i think they they kind of want to stretch it out to game three i think if they won today then he wouldn't have played game two regardless but now i think the fact they lost today gives them a bit of like reprieve on that definitely oh all right thank you for everyone who tuned in even though we lost um we will be back after game two on tuesday that will be on that will be at Tuesday at what time is it? I think it'll be another 7.30. 7.30. Let me just check real quick. Yep, 7.30 on TNT. 
So we will be back after that game. Hopefully Knicks even up the series heading into Miami. Um, but yeah, everyone enjoy your rest of your Sunday. Enjoy this game seven that's on and enjoy your Monday. Peace out. Oh, wait. Oh, before we go, check out everything Strickland related in the description. We got links to the site. Merch. We got brand new merch. I'm rocking some of it right now. We also got a whole bunch of new merch that we've dropped recently these last couple weeks between the yearbook shirt, the menu quickly Quicklin's um, gear. We got the Jalen Brunson stuff. Check all that out. Um, we got links to the Patreon and Twitter. All great ways to support us and follow us. We're also on Instagram at the strict.land. Make sure you're following us there as well. Make sure you guys leave a like and subscribe. We're on our way to 1K subs. All that you do definitely helps us out with the YouTube algorithm. We will catch you guys in the next one on Tuesday. Peace out. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcast. Yes.